Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. From my iPhone 5. He goes, yeah, I just got it. And I had just um, gotten an email. And he goes, oh, you got the Samsung phone? I go, yeah. And then he goes, he goes, the iPhone's better. And then I go, and your rationale is what? <laughs> and then he, go, he goes, he goes, it crashes all the time. And then I go, have you had one? And he goes, no. And I go, then how do you know? Because mine's never crashed on me. And then he goes, I like it simple. I go, well, simple phones for simple people is always good. <laughs> and he just, just stared at me like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to turn around and go, yeah, the sound you just heard is a mic drop. Why would you want – see, that's what pisses me off. I understand simplicity from an interface point of view, which Android has too. But why would you want your phone to just be painfully simple? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, I was comparing – Apples to apples, basically. Um, my friends, he has an iPhone 5, and I had my phone out. And we were just doing things side by side. And I noticed that even though the Microsoft doesn't really promote it this way, I can do way more shit. Like, I have way more stuff at my fingertips than the iPhone does. Like, I don't have to download additional apps and shit. Like, searching, I it's built-in search to search by the song just by list, my phone just listens to the song or... I can scan QR codes and barcodes all built in. Everything's built in. You know, and he's using his. I noticed the iPhone 5 was slower than mine. <laughs> and he noticed that too. Didn't want to admit it. iPhone 5 can suck my cock. And Android is legit. Yeah, which is funny too because like he's all like, well, you're the Android 5 is cool. And I'm like, really? Because that's the phone that most people that have iPhones complain about. Yep. <laughs> But I was just like, I'm like, but yeah, but I was just like, yeah, well, simple. I was at that point, I'm just like, you know what? I'm done having this conversation. And yeah, a simple phone for simple people is always good. There's a phone for everybody, even retards like you. <laughs> and that is why the iPhone is more, more popular. And Apple's a genius for it because majority of people are too fucking stupid. Yeah. To, to know how to use a real phone, like yeah. the phones we have in our pockets. <laughs> right. Uh, it's like Jesus. 
It's like, okay, yeah, can you t- can you take Apple's cock out of your mouth just for a minute? Can you please remove your stupidity from my store? <laughs> You're driving me crazy with yeah. it. <laughs> obviously, you don't. Obviously, people that shop here aren't Apple users, <laughs> right? Because it's, like it's funny too. Fucking moron. It's funny too, because like at my particular store, most of the people that are buying shit and that are totally into it, most of the people that I know when they're pulling out their phones don't have an Apple phone. Anyone who gives us a hard time. I don't get it. Well, I don't think there's not. They, I see iPhones in their hand. It could be just a weird coincidence, but I don't think so. <laughs> right? Yeah. So. All right. All right. Welcome everybody to another exciting edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast. Woot. <laughs> <laughs> Is that exciting enough for you? Oh, there you go. That's, that's yeah. just excitement. That's. That's Adam unable to contain himself. That's right. Uh, this is podcast number 101. Swift emotional violation. Swift kick in the ass. <laughs> oh, dude, I was watching. I was watching some. They, you know how other channels show uh, Comedy Central presents, and it's usually those little half half hour stand ups. Uh-huh. <laughs> this guy last night was talking about how he loved the recession. He goes, yeah, everybody's complaining about it. I love it because of the fact that now everybody's on my level of income. <laughs> he goes, I got a 52-inch TV that cook, that has a built-in microwave for 25 bucks on Craigslist. He's like, he goes, I just want enough money. And that's where, if you saw my po- my Facebook update yesterday, says, I just want enough, I just want to be rich enough where I can have macaroni and cheese with milk and butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just hilarious. He was going through all this stuff, and he was saying, I want to be able to live in a neighborhood where at least one person there speaks English. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> "He goes, but, I mean, is there a place? Is, well, is that a bit racist? Yeah. Can I have that? No. And he goes, I can't have that in the United States. Well, maybe in Arizona, but even, I'm not even sure if my documentation is good enough. They might, you know, deport me to Ireland or some shit. That's the truth. And I get nervous sometimes. I have to speak without an accent. It's like, where are you from, boy? Uh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. He goes, I can't go to Ireland. He goes, I don't speak the language. That's nobody speaks it. But oh my god! But the, my favorite line was, my favorite line was, you know, you can get a lot of flies with honey, but you can get a lot of honeys by being fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm using that on a daily basis for the next year and a half. <laughs> and you heard some people wrote it. He goes, "Hey, you may hate that joke, but you're going to be repeating it tomorrow." <laughs> That's right. That's legit. I was mad. he was a dorky white guy, but he kept saying like "son," you know, all that. It was hilarious. There's one thing I've learned: <laughs> you can you can get flies with. <laughs> <laughs> so that means you can get more funny when being fly. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that joke. That's funny. It is. I was like, holy shit. That cracked me up. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So. <laughs> I thought you'd like that one, though. I thought I, I did. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. But yeah, it was weird. And it, the funniest thing about that, they were showing reruns of it on Logo, which is funny. 
Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm looking through the channels because it was just after Doctor Who. Uh, so I turned off my DVR and I was scrolling up and I'm like, Comedy Central? And I go, oh, it must be some, you know, I figure, okay, it must be like a gay comedian or something like that. And I saw this dude and I'm like, oh, shit. This guy's like, the guy's acting totally like, you know, he's like, yeah, because I have a girlfriend. And I like having a girlfriend. He's like, because I'm tired of dating because why do I want to buy you shit and not get laid? He goes... I have a girlfriend that's already built in. I don't have to, I can do get that for free. Right. <laughs> dating, dating, dating is prostitution. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, you're paying abroad. You have to give her a bunch of shit. You have to take her out. You know, of course you're having a good time, whatever. <laughs> Using quotes, having a good time. Yeah, I actually did that right now when I said it too. <laughs> why is, why is there a magic, the gathering card in here? Oh, Anyways, um, <laughs> you you pay for the good time, you have a good time, hopefully, and then you want to have a good time at the end, you know what I'm saying? And then she don't give it up, and then you're like, stingy bitch, and then you don't take her out anymore. Yeah. And you then, know? I wonder why he didn't call. Because <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't give up the ass. You didn't give him an incentive to come back. <laughs> I put cheese on that Jumbo Jack, bitch! <laughs> 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 the fuck is your problem? <laughs> That's a lack of respect. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Just tell, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Curdy fries with your shit. <laughs> Motherfucking stingy bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> so. You see me back there? <laughs> you there. Sorry. No, you cut out for a second. I'm sorry. Um, what are we talking about here? Big Bang Theory. Did you see it? I did see the Big Bang Theory, um, and I saw a penny in that black dress. What I really saw. Oh, my God. Good Lord Almighty. Dude, Raj staring at her tits. When he went in for the second look, I lost it. <laughs> I fucking lost it. <laughs> that, I mean, because like, you see him and he looks, you're like, oh, yeah. And then when she looks at him and he turns away, and then she turns back and then he looks right back at her. In the same exact manner that he looked at her the first time. God, I was fucking rolling. <laughs> I was cracking up. And then the whole D- <laughs> the DVD of Roots was just... Wasn't it like a VHS? I thought it was a VHS at first. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> that would have made it even funnier. You're too poor to have a DVD player. <laughs> oh, man. And then the handshake at the end was just like, wow, dude. That was kind of legit. <laughs> oh, fuck. But, yeah, I think uh, the whole highlight was, yeah, of Penny. <laughs> and, then, and then Sheldon being a boss going, quick, <laughs> Amy, take your breasts out. Take your breasts out. Oh, man. I feel bad for Amy. Yeah. She just wants, she just wants Sheldon to throw her one. You know what I mean? It's like. I know. She just she just wants she just wants it a little bit. Mhm. <laughs> I don't know why she even stays with him. Well, I I guess beggars can't totally be choosers. Every woman can find someone to fuck them. I can guarantee that. That's no matter how ugly, goofy, plain, every single one of them on a daily basis. That's true. Like that old Chris Rock thing, you know. Girls always say no because guys have all been trying to fuck them since they were 13. Exactly. <laughs> and guys have always just wanted to be fucked since they were 13. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but Big Bang Theory was funny. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that show. Was that the season finale? Forgetting. No, the season finale is not for another month. But uh, so. what the fuck did Whitney already had it? Like, well, why are, didn't these shows used to always be synced? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like some shows, like Whitney's already had theirs, and a couple of other shows have already had their season finales. So I don't know. Some of them took a break for like a couple of weeks or like a month. But like Big Bang Theory, I think took March off because most of March was um, March Madness. So that's true. A lot of CBS shows had to taken like a month off. The only two shows that I've never ever complained or ever thought it was fucked up that they had a weird schedule. Doctor Who and Battlestar Galactica. Don't care. You release it whenever you want. <laughs> I'll be here to see I'll it. I'll be here to see it. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Just tell me so I can order pizza. That's right. <laughs> uh, so you're thinking of giving uh, Star Wars The Old Republic uh, another run? Uh, I am. I was watching a uh, – uh, what, what it's called, Game Face. It's a, a chick. A chick. It goes by the name of uh, Pocket. She does a lot of YouTube videos, and um, I'm watching that. And she was talking about how some people consider Star Wars: The Old Republic a failure for a couple of the mistakes it made. And somebody from the, uh, I think one of the product managers or something from the game was saying that he admits that there were, you know, there were some mistakes made, but you know that it's not definitely not a failure. And then I come to find out that Star Wars: The Old Republic is the second largest MMO in. In America, which is pretty fucking significant, right? Pretty sure you're not a failure at that point. I don't understand like how people consider it a failure because it went because it went free to play because it went free to play. Which the, there's still a large chunk of people that think if a game goes free to play, it's because it's on its last leg, and that's not necessarily the truth. Huh. And nowadays, anyway, because it used to be. Yeah. When a game like back when Lord of the Rings first went free-to-play, it was because it was on its last fucking leg. But then Lord of the Rings was one of the main games that changed it up and made such a cool free-to-play model that now free-to-play is like, it's the way to go. Now if you're not free-to-play, people look at you funny. Yeah. You know. Well, I think, too, in this, in this you know, in, just in the environment that we're in, that the fact that there's so many, like we were talking about before the podcast, so many games to play. That when you buy, the only reason... I think most people stick with WoW is because they're paying for it. Yeah. So you need to play. Because I'm playing now WoW, and I'm, I'm I you know I frequent MMORPG.com on RPG.com MMO Hut. You know I like to watch all the new games come out, and I'm I'm realizing like oh Neverwinter's coming out. Um, the beta for that starts on the 30th this month. Um, the Age of Wushu it looks kind of cool. That's coming out on the 10th. And um, I'm realizing if I play WoW, I have no time for these games. Yeah. Because I'm paying for WoW. Yeah, and you have to, <laughs> you have to mentally justify paying for WoW. So you figure every free moment I have, I'm gonna play WoW. Exactly. Yeah. Or I play nothing at all, which I, that doesn't make any sense, but I, I've done that. <laughs> so the my WoW account, and I played a good solid four months of WoW this time around. My WoW account's up on the 26th, I think, and I think I'm going to let it... Let it lapse? Let it run its course, yeah, because it's just too many games. I mean, Neverwinter's going to take my time. That game looks so fucking sick. And then Star Wars will be my more traditional one. I usually have two MMOs going on at a time. 
I'm Lord of the Rings online out. I played that. that I think I, that out of all MMOs, I played that the most. You did, because even when you were living out here, you were playing that a lot. It's a great game, but I just got tired of it. Yeah. Because the problem is, is that it's so, it's so dedicated to the Lord of the Rings model that it it gives it leads to limitations to to expanding the story because there's only one direction the story can go. Right. And also you know, so, the fact that if you play it enough, yeah. You're you get tired of it. You're like, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, that Neverwinter is badass. And I want to see you play Neverwinter with me too. Free to play, baby. Yeah, free to play. I'll try it out. That's right. And Action that, RPG. And that's one of the things too that I like with free to play is it allows, you know, people that may never have played that to give it a shot. You know, like, oh, I'll try it instead of having to go, well, I got to spend 80, you know, 60 bucks for the disc and then. You know, fifteen bucks a month for you know uh, the the monthly the monthly f- membership fee. Mm-hmm. So, so Scarlet Blade. <laughs> so MMOs, right? There's this MMO called Scarlet Blade. It's a mature only <laughs> MMO. I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah, this game has nudity. It has sexual innuendo, drug references, all that. So it just sounds like the making of a great game, really. But it, um, at first sight, you see the game and it's ridiculous. These chicks with massive tits. It reminded me of DOA. It did, yeah. It's Dead or Alive Volleyball <laughs> MMO, basically. But um, the story is kind of interesting. Basically, all of these women are actually um, created. And I'm a little foggy on the story because I read it when I was really, really late and I had a couple beers. So, um, and I wasn't really focusing on the story. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Um, the uh, they're created like they're genetically engineered by <laughs> men, obviously, um, <laughs> because I think Earth there was a war and humanity lost Earth, so now they're trying to reclaim it. All the reviews I've read for the game, and I personally haven't really, I haven't played it yet. Um, say that the game, when you get past the silliness of the giant tatas and all that stuff, um, it's a solid game. Like it has, it's not, you know, it's not going to win any fucking awards or anything, but it's 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 a decent game, and the story's interesting, and and um, there's a bit of voice acting in it and stuff like that. So I did download it, so I will be checking that out. Now I I can guarantee you. I got Age of Wushu coming out in a couple days. I got Neverwinter's open beta starting up on the 30th. I can guarantee you Scarlet Blade's going to get uninstalled in the same month that it got installed. <laughs> but in the same it, week, probably. <laughs> because cause as much as I like nudity and stuff like that, stuff like that, it, it's distracting in a bad way. Yeah. After a point. Like, you're kind of like, this is stupid. You, know, you just feel dumb <laughs> playing the game. You know, so weird I'll check it, it out. As weird as it may sound. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm getting old, but um, <laughs> I mean, I'll check it out. I'm getting old, and then right next to my Scarlet Blade is the Pokemon trading card game Link. <laughs> so, because I want to be the very best that no one ever was. You're the best around. I'm not singing with you. <laughs> All right, and then last but not least on our random shit that happened this week, so. This actually sounds kind of like a like a Kill Bill reference. The way it's written, I, I go, can't wait for my to get my Death Stalker as soon as I get what's owed to me. 
<laughs> so I'm not going to get into the gritty details, but I was basically supposed to get a bonus that everybody got at work, and there was a glitch in the system that, of course, affects me, and I didn't get my bonus. What I was going to buy with my bonus, and I had it on hold, everything was ready to go at work, was the uh, Razer Deathstalker keyboard. Um, it's got chiclet keys, like low profile, glows green, sexy, you know. All right. So right now I'm using a Dynex $5 (laughs) keyboard that blows fucking ass. And I'm just angry. That's all I wanted to say. I want my Deathstalker keyboard. (laughs) I was going to get the um, Black Widow, which is the mechanical one. Uh Uh-huh. Because mechanical keyboards are badass. But my wife um, was at the store with me and she did not like the fact that it was click, 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 click every time you touch it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you type 76 words per minute, and you're gonna, you, you, you expect me to get any fucking sleep while you're on the computer. Just... That's <laughs> <laughs> you go. Um, yeah, why does this always have to be about you? Yeah. <laughs> so fucking selfish. I know. Yeah. Quit being a bitch. Come on. <laughs> Quit a bitch. Oh, one thing that we, that we found... And the reason... That, and Adam brought this up and made a good point that it's been out for a while, but you know what? It's new to us. And any chance to kind of... <laughs> piss oh, yeah, on oh, yeah. AOL. Piss on AOL. So it's always a fun time. AOL and it's 9.7 version now. Yeah. The AOL desktops. So you could still download the AOL interface as a web browser. Yeah. Cuz God not... knows, cuz God knows AOL was the best browser there ever was. You know what I want to do, and I'm think I'm I'm seriously thinking about this. I'm seriously thinking about getting a video capture program for my computer, mm-hmm. which well I've been wanting to get that for a while. Downloading the AOL browser and then using it, <laughs> and then just and then just commenting on using it the whole time. <laughs> you know what? As a matter of fact, I'm gonna download that shit right now, <laughs> and I think I'm gonna throw that up on the. Uh, the lazy geeks, uh, you lazy do. geeks. So you guys can see the fucking audacity. <laughs> What's next? A CompuServe fucking <laughs> Netscape? Uh, Netscape. I mean, what... AOL owns something, don't they? Like, I think they own something big. Probably, but or someone owns AOL, or I don't know. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Featured AOL brands. Oh, they own Engadget. That's respect, because Engadget's cool. They own MapQuest. I didn't even know that was still around. Yeah. They own Movie Phone. Yeah. Oh, there it is. They own the Huffington Post. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I know there was something big they owned. Yeah, and you know what? Everybody said that ever since they got bought out, Huffington Post doesn't seem as legit anymore. It's like it's gotten a little weird, which makes sense. I believe it. Oh, they own Joystick? Yeah. They own a lot of fucking little sites. What's funny, if you look at the specs for the AOL system requirements, it's kind of funny. I don't know if I'll make it. Uh, You know, it's uh, XP Vista 7 or 8. Um, you need Internet Explorer 7, 8, 9, or 10. Yeah, so they're up to date. Yeah. 1 gig of RAM, 500, 512 megabytes free disk space. Um, <laughs> There's a frequently asked questions, and I would not be surprised if it says, why the fuck is this here? <laughs> what? Okay, so I'm just going to read this one. Where is it? What's new in AOL Desktop 9.7? AOL Desktop 9.7 brings a few updates to our classic all-in-one software. Though it looks and feels some... Oh, that don't tell me shit. <laughs> My How do I become an AOL member? Oh, God. Jesus. My favorite is this. 
<laughs> required speed 28.8 or faster modem or other internet connection. So that that tag hasn't changed since 1996. And you want to know something else here? Windows 2000, me or 98 SE users, please click here. You know what? That's kind of respect for that, though. Because they, they could have easily dropped that. And like, you know what? Fuck it. For those morons that can't fucking move into the future. That's not even XP, folks. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad. I mean, and Windows 2000 is one of my favorite operating systems. I loved it when it came out. Oh, man. It made 98 its bitch. <laughs> Uh, so I'm I, just for for you know reference. I'm I'm now installing AOL Desktop 9.7. Jesus. All right. Oh, it's a streaming installer. Well, future is now, ladies and gentlemen. Let's <laughs> let's get into the news. All right. In uh, movie news this week, is Warner Brothers Animation going the route of the New 52? And seriously, do we need to still call it the New 52? No. It's been like almost. Just call it the DC Universe. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because, you know, God knows there needs to be a distinction between now and, and then. But, what are we going, like, issue 20s now? Come on. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it could be with the upcoming uh, release of Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox, which will no doubt make fans who are craving for original content rather upset. And that is slated for a July 30th release date on Blu-ray combo pack, DVD, on-demand, and digital download. The film is based on the comic miniseries of Flashpoint that changed the DC Universe into the one we currently have. It is, um, it is possible that any of the new cartoons that will be coming out, um, coming out of Warner Brothers may be part of the whole new universe. Uh, this is the synopsis, so I'm going to read this in case some of you are not in the know. When time travel allows a past wrong to be righted for the Flash and his family, the ripples of the event prove disastrous as a fractured alternate reality now exists where a Justice League never formed and even Superman is nowhere to be found. Teaming with uh, a grittier, more violent Dark Knight and Cyborg, Flash races to restore continuity of the original timeline while the whole new world is ravaged by a fierce war between Wonder Woman's Amazons and Aquaman's Atlanteans. Uh, voice actors on it, Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne, Batman. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember, Batman isn't the main Batman in the story. Uh, yeah, so he's probably in it for like five seconds. Yeah. Uh, Ron Perlman as Deathstroke. Dana Delaney as uh, Lois Lane. And Vanessa Marshall as Wonder Woman will appear in the movie. Also, C. Uh, Thomas Howell will be playing uh, Reverse Flash. And the director that'll be interesting. And the director is Jay Olive, um, Oliva. He directed The Dark Knight Returns and 15 episodes of Young Justice. So that actually has the potential of actually being a pretty good movie. Even though Warner Brothers has always done pretty well with their movie content, you know their anim- the DC animated movies are sick. So I'm kind of wondering why they just titled it the Flashpoint Paradox. Instead of just Flashpoint. Paradox makes things... It's a buzzword. It <laughs> makes things sound cooler. Yeah. Flashpoint Paradox. Ooh, it has Paradox in it. Ooh, does it happen to have a conundrum too? Fuck. <laughs> that, that's in the logline underneath. Yeah. Justice League Conundrum. <laughs> Paradox. <laughs> Stupid. Ooh, shit, I gotta get this now. You <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. This shouldn't even exist. It's a paradox, and a, <laughs> my mind has just been blown. <laughs> That's from Big Bang Theory 2. 
All right. So anyway, this article is from IGN. I thought it was it's it's less news and more interesting, awesome, basically. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, what happened? Okay, it said it said at the top, please see an important update information regarding April Fool's speculation. So I was just double checking it was an April Fool's joke, and it wasn't. So, was the Lord of the Rings author J.R.R. Tolkien inspired by a real life and according to ancient legend, cursed golden Roman ring? When he created the one ring for his stories, possibly. So a gold ring bearing the Latin inscription Senecus, fucking Romans. <laughs> That's why they fell, because their names are fucked up. <laughs> Jesus. Senecus live well in God, was the inscription. Went on exhibit this month at the Vine in England. Um, the ring was probably found in 1785 by a farmer plodging a few miles away within the walls of Schleister. Yeah. One of the most enigmatic Roman sites in the country. A town which flourished before the Roman invasion was abandoned by the 7th century and was never reoccupied, recounts the Guardian. Um, a tablet found at the site in Gloucestershire. Fucking kind of, A, dude. What kind of what kind of tablet was it? Android? I oh. think it was an iPad. Yeah. Makes sense because they fell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. So it's called like Gloucestershire or whatever, known locally as Dwarf's Hill. I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> bore an inscription that revealed that a curse had been placed on the golden ring, said the Guardian. A Roman called Sylvanius... It's like some fucking Harry Potter names. Seriously. <laughs> Roman called Sylvanius informs the god Nodens that his ring has been stolen. He knows the villain responsible, and he wants the god to sort them out. Among those who bear the name of Senecinius, to none grant health until he bring back the ring to the temple of Nodens. So that's the curse. You get fucking <laughs> sick, I guess. That's cra- so anyway, it cracks me up because of the fact that you always hate pronouncing words <laughs> that you don't know, and then you pick a story that has littered. Hey, <laughs> as a journalist, <laughs> I have to report the news. All right, even if people got fucked up, and these are people from the seventh century. I don't give a fuck about these people, or before the seventh century. So how does Tolkien come into play? Yes, let's get to the point. Archaeologists. Sir Mortimer, Sir Mortimer Wheeler, yes, re-excavated Dwarf's Hill and in 1929 called upon a professor of Anglo of Anglo-Saxon at Oxford to help him with information on the deity Nodens. And who was that professor? It was J.R.R. Tolkien, who just years later would pen The Hobbit which introduced the world to the One Ring. So none of this has been confirmed, but it seems to match up pretty well. That's kind of but cool. then I just thought that was pretty interesting. Of yeah. course, having a cursed ring isn't too much of a stretch to just come up with. Right. But it kind of makes sense that maybe he was inspired by uh, this ring here. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. If, I thought if, it was cool. If, if he was approached to, you know, 
to do something on it, then yeah, he probably was like, oh, this is that would be a good idea, and then just kind of go off on that. And maybe he was smoking the the chiba one day and said, let's just let's make it make you invisible. Fuck it, <laughs> <laughs> just to add something cool to it. Exactly. You know. All right. Well, in uh, video game news. One of the biggest problems with video game trailers is that there is always some difference between what we see in the trailer and the final result and the final result. Many of us in the in America know this as capitalism at its finest, since we are a movie culture and see um, this in trailers all the time. I fucking hate it when you go to a movie and you see in the trailer every time this one scene that makes you laugh and you don't see it in the movie. Uh, apparently they are of a different ilk in uh, Europe. Sega of Europe was forced to acknowledge that some of the gameplay in their Alien, Aliens Colonial Marines differed from the final product. There isn't any indication that they will do it in North America or other territories, because we probably know better. But the yep. issue was spawned by a Reddit user and reported by Eurogamer when the user filed a complaint with the UK's Advertising Standards Agency about the absurd differences between the in-game footage and the footage uh, used in the trailers to promote the game. The user ended up getting a letter from the ASA in response to his complaint. Quote, we contacted, we contacted Sega Europe to discuss the issue. They, they explained that their online trailer used demo footage created using the in-game engine. Sega Europe understood the objection raised about the quality of the game in relation to the trailer, but explained that they weren't aware of these issues when the trailers were produced, in some cases several months before release. Sega Universe acknowledged your objection that the trailer did not accurately reflect the final content of the game. They agreed to add a disclaimer in both their website and all relevant YouTube videos, which explained that the trailer depicts footage of the demo version of the game the disclaimer will be visible when each online trailer is played now this isn't something sound bad accents aside (laughs) 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 i had to give it some authenticity right (laughs) shakespearean shit on that Uh, should be on fucking TV with that accent. Uh, (laughs) This isn't something Sega really wanted to deal with. While the game was pretty much thrown out by critics and sales sort of reflect that, the fact that they needed to own up is a a bit sad. Uh, The Wii U version of the game was originally planned for a Mars release date, but that never materialized, and just recently Sega actually confirmed that the, the Wii U version of the game was canceled. We don't know how long ago it was that they canceled the game. But obviously, since it didn't materialize in March, they canceled it a while back. So, not a lot of good times for Sega. Sega! (laughs) I miss the Dreamcast. Yeah, those were the days, right? Those were the days. Whoa. Anyway, speaking of those were the days. When most people think about LucasArts, they think of legendary games. Sure, the last decade hasn't seen too many hits. (laughs) But in the 90s and early O's, (laughs) and 80s, actually, there were so many classic games that stand the test of time even today. It was just announced that Disney, now owner of all things Lucas has closed down the developer LucasArts. 
Games like Monkey Island, Grim Fandango, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Battlefront, and a slew of other titles all came from this studio. My personal favorite is the old Nintendo classic Maniac Mansion. One of the first games I had ever played. Maniac Mansion changed my fucking life. More than DuckTales? Hmm. Well, I played Maniac Mansion first. Poor DuckTales. I played that shit on the Commodore 64. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. On a big-ass floppy disk. Floppy disk. Ah. While the studio has closed... While the studio has closed, Disney has retained the ownership rights of LucasArts properties, so there still is a chance that there will be more games, but from a different developer. Disney has had a good track record lately of treating loved franchises right and giving them new life, so I'm not too worried about it. We are all still waiting for another Maniac Mansion, though, right? Right? <laughs> a reboot? Dude, a Maniac Mansion reboot would be fucking dope. Well, like, you know, like you and I were talking about before the podcast, you know, yeah, the, their heyday was a long time ago. A and long, long time ago. <laughs> this is a musical filled episode, isn't it? I'm in a musical mood. I'm in a good, you know what it was? It's usually on Sundays, ladies and gentlemen. I, I go to work at six o'clock in the morning um, because I, I do special things at work, <laughs> basically. And... <laughs> Then I do the podcast, and I have been up, like, all day. I took a nice four-hour nap when I got home today. Isn't that just sleep at that point, <laughs> a nap? I was thinking about that today. I was like, is it still a nap when you slept for more than two hours? <laughs> more than 30 minutes, really. Right, yeah. I mean, because, like, with you, Lucas, LucasArts, I'm actually kind of glad that there's a possibility that someone else could do that, to, could do something. Because, you know, I'm thinking, like, wouldn't it be awesome if, like, Naughty Dog took over something, you know, or or even, like, Rockstar got the got yeah. the rights to, like, do something pretty badass with Star Wars? I'm telling you. I think I think good things are to come. Because I think LucasArts have been sitting on shit for a while. Yeah. And they really, wasn't, they really weren't doing anything with anything. Yeah, I mean, so. most, most people, if they're talking about, like, oh, LucasArts is gone, they're mostly being nostalgic because they're mentioning old games. They don't mention a whole lot of the newer stuff that came out, which kind of tells you why they needed to close it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. How do you spell? How do you spell toted? Or touted? T o u t e d. Okay. And then spell check it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's golden. It's golden, golden boy. All right. All right. All right. Moving into comic news. Moving into comic news and not spelling news. <laughs> so this... What? You have something to say? Uh, comic news? Yeah. I just, is, uh, yeah, I have the first story for comic news. No, I'm saying it. Um, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm being really unprofessional. I was just messing with you. I, pur- I purposely interrupted you to fuck with you. I'm sorry. Dick. Please continue telling the news. <laughs> All right. A dick. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Grant Morrison killed off Damian Wayne, the growing question in everyone's mind is who will be the next Robin? Now, DC Comics and their creative staff haven't jumped right into the next Robin, as they say it'll give time Batman time uh, to have the full circle of grief. 
with issue 19 through 23, there will be guest stars in the title from Red Robin to Catwoman. In an interview with the New York Post, writer Peter Tomasi spoke about the new edition in issue 19, which brings back a character from the old graphic, The Dark Knight Returns. Carrie Kelly will be joining the book, but will she be the ultimate Robin? Quote, she's a college kid who's got spunk and speaks her mind, Tomasi said to the New York Post. This is not an alternate Earth Robin. This is simply a girl named Carrie Kelly, who we learn knew Damien, in which uh, turn weaves her into the fabric of the DC Universe for the first time in 25 years. What you'll find out once you crack the book is that she's not exactly the new Robin, but I don't want to spoil the story and her introduction into Bruce Wayne slash Batman's life. In regards to how long she'll be around, let's just say this is a hell of a, a lot longer than one issue. Now, I've got plans for Carrie that will that play well into the future and all in continuity. It's part of the Batman universe in the here and now. Carrie Kelly has found her way into the new DC, in the new 52, and she's here to stay in what capacity is anyone's guess, except mine, of course. So some people expected Harper Rowe to be the next Robin, but Scott Snyder said that his introduction of the character was never intended to make her the next Robin. However... We will have to ride this one out until issue 23 arrives, and we'll see who will have their name under Batman in that book. But you can go to the website to check out uh, a couple of uh, sneak peeks of uh, Carrie Kelly in Batman and Red Robin number 19. I think that's kind of cool that they're bringing her back. Yeah. And that introduction, she actually kind of looks a little hot. A little weird. Hey. Whatever works. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, hey. Jaffiel. <laughs> oh, man. So, now what do you have to say? Yeah. Motherfucker. So, actually, this article comes from Steve again because I didn't have, I didn't write a comic book story this time around. So he was like, hey man, this might this one might be cool. And it is. So, works out for everybody, really. <laughs> um, this article comes from newsarama.com. If Grant Morrison had his way, DC wouldn't replace Damian Wayne with the new Robin anytime soon. Dun, dun, dun. One of the reasons I did this was to take Batman back to the very beginning. Morrison told USA Today on Sunday. So when I was... I like how USA Today is reporting on this, by the way. I like that. Because it is that important. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Korea. We're talking about Batman right now. <laughs> fuck, fuck that Gungam style guy. <laughs> <laughs> we should send Batman to North Korea and then just clear this fucking problem up. Exactly. Do we, anyway. I, I, told, I told John that we need to send literally the cast of the Avengers to take him out. <laughs> you know, just, just as themselves. Just as themselves. They don't even know what the Avengers is over there. Which would be, it, which makes it even more awesome. Makes it depressing. I think we should quotes quotes here liberate <laughs> that country too. No, <laughs> America. <laughs> anyway, back to Grant Morrison. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so when I was finished, all the toys go back in the box, and what you've got left is a Batman driven by vengeance. Alfred's a butler, 
there's a bat cave and that's it. I wanted to take him to what he was at the start, and it's probably a good idea to just let him run around on his own. Morrison has received a lot of media attention lately because his seven-year run on various Batman titles introduced Bruce Wayne's 10-year-old son Damian Wayne, establishing him as Robin for several years before eventually ending the character's life. Morrison has since revealed that Damian Wayne's death in February's Batman Incorporated was the writer's plan for the character all along. Sure it was, Morrison. (laughs) As soon as news of the death became public, readers were speculating about whom DC will put into the now vacant role of Robin. Newsarama even made a list of the top ten applicants for the job of Robin, and readers have echoed our number one candidate, Harper Rowe, a new female do-gooder, who was introduced in Scott Snyder's Batman last year. Which was actually a pretty cool character, by the way. Um, but Newsarama's number five idea for Robin actually agreed with Morrison's wishes that no one fill the role. It might make business sense for DC Entertainment to have a Robin to help sell comic books. I don't know how that would help sell comic books. Um, that was me, by the way. <laughs> well, that's an outdated mode of thinking because Robin was done in there, was done way back in, what, the 60s to get kids back into it and, but the thing is his comic book environment has changed even Look at the movies though the movie he doesn't have fucking robin in the yeah, damn movie exactly and the bad ones had robin in it you know and i think mm-hmm. i think more often than not i think kids want to none of these kids that read the book even if they're kids reading the book and none of these kids want to be robin they want to be batman yeah and i, Who the I fuck wants to be the bitch that follows him around <laughs> the whiny bitch that follows yeah him around. I mean, da- Damien was cool. Right. He'd be legit. He, he was a cool character, but he was always that, oh, fucking Damien again. Like yeah. that kind of attitude. Yeah. Should have beat him with a crowbar. <laughs> Christ. Anyway. <laughs> um, but it, but it would, ugh, but in would it make, okay, Newsarama. <laughs> Would it make story sense for a grieving Batman to rush to put another child in harm's way? And that's a good point. Yeah. Like, would Batman as a man want to put another kid in in danger after that happens, you know? Yeah. And we've pointed out before, it was something DC struggled with after Jason Todd died in the late 80s, as then then Batman editor um, Denny O'Neill told Newsarama. Because stories were becoming more realistic, the editor felt like he had to come up with a reason why Batman would put another child in danger. Blah, 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 blah. So, and this goes back to Steve's point just now. It, it's, it, it rings from the Silver Age, basically, of when these superheroes were only in danger when the writer wanted them to be. Right. They're never, tr- like, Robin was never truly in danger before the 80s. Yeah. You know, he, he, no one touched him because he was a child. You right. Know? But then in the 80s, you got that shift things started getting more realistic and now that we're in a world that's that is based on the way the actual world works in some ways that kid's gonna get hurt yeah and he got jason todd got fucked up now he jason todd wasn't really a little kid but he got fucked up as you all know the joker beat him with a crowbar right hence the joke with the crowbar (laughs) hence if you didn't understand that reference so Uh, and that was also voted on by fans, which makes it even dirtier. 
<laughs> I want him to be beat with no. They wanted him to die. Like they didn't want to rob it. So even back then, people didn't want to rob him. Yeah. And I think the majority of Batman fans prefer to see Batman as that lone wolf, as someone who is doing things on his own because he's driven by the death of his parents and and justice and badassness and all that stuff. And I think this character is stronger for it when he's by himself, mm-hmm. when he's in detective mode. You know, when he's trying to solve it on Not his own. in babysitter mode. Yeah. And and I think that rushing to, to put a new Robin in, in place is not necessarily something that I think – I think fans would be a lot happier if they're like, okay, no Robin, cool. I'm cool with that. I, and I think thinking that it, kids going to help sell more comics is, is a bit of an outdated thought. But uh, one thing – uh, is with Grant Morrison's final issue of Batman Incorporated, the comic is ending with that issue. Yeah. Which I'm kind of happy about, too. I'm kind of tired of the Incorporated thing. It's not a bad comic. It's well-written. I'm just... I don't know. Yeah. It's just whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, talking about something that doesn't need to happen, in tech news, <laughs> HTC and Facebook are about to have a baby. Yeah, this may be the boldest jump yet for Facebook as they strive for world domination. They have decided to integrate everyone's everyday life with their service. With all that in mind, I bring you the HTC First, a new smartphone that puts Facebook front and center on your phone while running on Android 4.1 Jellybean. AT&T CEO Ralph De La Vega says that it offers, quote, the most immersive engagement I've ever seen, end quote. Their goal is to offer a richer Facebook experience while you're on the go. Like, we all need that. Mm-hmm. This is the first phone that to offer Facebook's new home launcher straight out of the box. And it will also come with Instagram already preloaded and, and will only be on this phone. The phone will come in four colors, red, light blue, white, and black. On that note, I would like to thank them for using real colors, not the pearlized white or whatever BS they're trying to avoid from saying what the color truly is. <laughs> Magenta. Exactly. However, beyond that, the phone specs seem to be unimpressive. The phone will boast a 4.3-inch display with a 12 by 80 by 720 p- pixel super LCD screen. Ooh. Yeah. And Welcome it, to fucking 2003. I know, right? It'll have a dual-core Qualcomm Snapdragon 400 processor, which is clocked at 14.4 gigahertz, and has a 1 gig of RAM. And it does offer a 16 gigabyte of internal storage, which is a plus. However, the camera will be 5 megapixels. And so you won't even need all that space anyway, because... Exactly. You can't even take a photo. Yeah, and a 1.6 megapixel on the front-facing camera. The phone will be available on AT&T's 4G LTE network on April 12th for $99.99. So it's a 4G phone, though? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you need to be that deep into Facebook, you can pre-order the phone today. Uh, there is no official release date in Europe, but the real question will be, will anyone feel the need to get it? My initial gut reaction is no. While you have the market flooded with phones like the iPhone 5 or the Galaxy S3, it seems... Um, that this lower-end phone is geared towards the young crowd. And while it offers the same low-end specs, to me, it seems that it will be a phone that no one will grab, just like Facebook stock. Ooh, too soon. Ooh. Too soon. Ooh, that stung me. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Ooh. Um, anyway, uh, 
and I think you hit it right on the head, is the younger crowd. And that's why you're seeing a cheaper-ass phone. The parents will buy it. At this point, and I was looking at this anyway, um, I would rather buy the BlackBerry phone than this fucking phone. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, this is a piece of shit. Like, and, and Steve was telling me, I'm like, well, what's the, what's the thing? Like, what's the big deal with it? You know, it's got a Facebook button on it, <laughs> you know, whatever, like the old one did. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I guess it's just Facebook is fully integrated in your phone. I'm like, it's fully integrated in my Windows phone. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I don't need to like go to the unlock screen and then see like status updates from my closest friends or everything I do is integrated into, into Facebook. I mean, it, you know, it's like I I don't see that as being I need to be deeper in Facebook. You know? Because and I think what fucking Zuckerberg and his team don't realize most if not 98% of the shit that's on Facebook is just bullshit. Yeah. So I don't need it on my phone. I don't need to see constant pictures of cats and shit all day on my phone. It's <laughs> clogging up my shit. You know, and those are you know little funny pictures and I post them too. They're fine when you're on your computer, you're bored and you're looking at your face. Oh, you know, fucking Steve shared Star Wars pig, you know, whatever. That's dope. When I'm out and about, I got shit to do. I don't have fucking time to play on my phone all the time. Yeah. Which is why it's on a cheap phone for little kids who do have fucking time to do that. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's just like, if I unlock the phone and I saw everybody says, like, fuck that, I gotta get to my mail. Or, you know, it's just like, I, I, do, I don't see the need for yeah, it. Yeah, you're just gonna be skipping it all the time. Yeah. So, what's going on over there at Windows? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the next Windows 8 update. Now we're talking about um more specifically the 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 desktop OS, not the uh we just were talking about phones, so I don't want people to get all fucking what the fuck, you know, all confused. The next Windows 8 update, previously called Windows Blue around the digital water cooler, has been confirmed with its first public preview coming in June. Microsoft is hushed on the details of the latest version of their new newest operating system, but it does kick off the new way Microsoft is going to be updating their software. The update, better known as Windows 8.1, uh, will see its first public display at this year's Build Developer Conference this summer. Build Developer Conference, by the way, is the shit. Like, if, if you're missing that, no, I don't mean going, but if you're missing <laughs> checking it out when it happens, you definitely should... Uh, read the news because it's pretty badass windows 8.1 marks the departure from the more traditional model of having a brand new os every few years supplemented by service packs to having more frequent updates that change the os little by little we've seen this new way of doing things already with the current office 365 having a yearly and having a yearly fee that comes with all the updates you'll ever need microsoft is planning on discussing the update as well as xbox and windows phone when the Build Developer Conference comes up this summer. So we'll ha- all have to wait a bit before we know much. So the main news here is the new way they're going to update the operating system, which does follow a more Apple model. Yeah. Apple's been doing this for a while, and I've always agreed, as much as I hate Apple, I've always agreed with this form of updating your software. I think Windows was, was using a very archaic tradition. And I think to come out with the main OS and they're just constantly doing little by little improvements and changes, I think that's a better way of doing it for the consumer and for them. You know, so I'm happy they're going to be doing that. I'm so fucking curious what's going to be in this 8.1 update. 
Like, I really want to know. <laughs> and what they're going to say about the phone, too. And the Xbox. Ooh, they still haven't fucking announced that Xbox yet. And it's going to be sexy. Yeah, I'm curious. It's supposed to be this month, isn't it? Or they have an event this month, right? It's next month, I think. Oh, is it next month? I think. I don't know. Yeah. All I, I thought... know is I know what the PlayStation blah, blah, blah does. I don't know what the fucking Xbox does. Yeah. Well, actually, that Xbox comment actually segues perfectly into our douchebag of the week. Segway. <laughs> we should have a theme song every time we have a good segue. <laughs> Just have sure. it. Segway. Segway. Hey, hey, hey. Wow. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. All right. So you probably have heard this if uh, you're into game gaming. You probably have heard the two most venomous words in the Twitter sphere this last week. They are Adam Orth, (laughs) (laughs) Microsoft's creative director. Uh, He caused a bit of stir this week. Let me go ahead and uh, read the article from Forbes. Microsoft has yet to acknowledge the existence of its next-gen Xbox, but that hasn't stopped endless debates over rumors over the console might block used games, which Adam and I have already discussed that they would be stupid not to because Sony's not doing it. You know Microsoft can't do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't can't be the one system that does it. Yeah. Um, Or that would require a constant internet connection. Back to the article. Uh, While this mostly involves internet comments and anonymous sources, the most recent combatant is a little closer to the issue. He's He's the creative director at Microsoft Studios named Adam Orth. Adam Orth tweets, can't be great news for Microsoft's PR. He starts out tone deaf, telling anyone who doesn't want to be an online-only console to deal with it. It gets worse from there. When BioWare's uh, Manveer Air told him that he only lived in highly wired cities, saying, try living in uh, Jansville, Wisconsin, or Blackburg's, uh, Black, Blacksburg, Virginia, Orth responded, why, the, why on earth would I live there? And hmm. we'll say tech, uh, the tech world doesn't care about middle America. His tweets uh, are now protected by Geograph, but uh, Geograph had some screenshots what they have on Forbes. Uh, the conversation went orthy or orth. Uh, sorry, I don't get the drama about always having always on consoles. Every device is always on, and that's the world we live in. Uh, Manveer said, "Did you learn nothing from Diablo three or Sim City? You." You know some people's internet um, internet does goes out right. Dealing with um, with it is a shitty reason. Uh, deal with it is a shitty reason. Or if electricity goes out too. Trying to be snarky. Uh, or if you lived uh, you've lived in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, very connected cities. Try living in Jansville, Wisconsin, or Blacksbury, Virginia. And then he says, "Why on earth would I live there?" Needless to say, Orth is not. Uh, functioning as Microsoft spokesperson here, Microsoft commented, "We are aware of the comments made by uh, an employee on Twitter." Yeah, it didn't even didn't name, name him. Yeah, just you, a- just an employee, motherfucker. He's washing the bathrooms for a while. <laughs> yeah, this person is not a spokesperson for Microsoft, and his personal views are not reflective of those of the company. We have not made any announcement about our product roadmap and have no further comment on this matter. End quote. Uh, that any Microsoft employee is 
is publicly commenting on this debate is um, strange indeed, and these twits, um, tweets, <laughs> tweets um, are petulant enough to put a sour face on an already decisive topic. Orth's notion that everyone should just deal with always online gaming doesn't take into account the world we live in today. Internet reliability is a big problem and one need and one need only look back to SimCity's disastrous launch to see a server load is not a picnic either. Ima- imagine that the multiple on a scale of a Call of Duty launch. Deal with it doesn't address those issues. Uh, uh, blah blah blah. They now Microsoft has not said one thing one way or the other that it's going to be that way always on. But the fact of the matter is, is that Sony's not doing it. I, I think this, the, I think the, I think the debate is sound because nobody really wants the always on thing. But like Adam and I discussed before, we kind of are, our systems are, are always on. But at the same time to hear somebody from a Microsoft creative director saying, just deal with it. Yeah, and, and posting it on Twitter where everyone's going to see is just a douchebag move. And one of the things I, the one of the reasons why I chose it, and, and I think Adam agreed with me, is not for is not what they're talking about. It's just his reaction and him voicing it in a very condescending attitude on a social media network. He should have been more responsible to say. You know, to not even mention it at all, you know, or just if you're going to say it's like, I don't get the whole thing about this. Have people say, like, oh, well, not to say like, well, why the hell would I live there? That just makes you sound like a complete prick. And, you know, Microsoft is going, uh, you fucking asshole. Yeah. I mean, it's. And we were talking about this, too. It, having personal opinions is fine. But if you work for such a public company, you have to have not only a responsible responsibility to that company because you're a professional, you also have, a, have to have a responsibility to to the fans and to the consumers because if you're high up in, in a company like Microsoft, you are a mouthpiece whether you like it or not. Yeah. So no matter what you say, people are going to go, oh shit, for real? Like they're going to think that's the truth because you – are a representative of Microsoft. I mean, everybody, no matter where you work, you're a representative of that place. Right. You know, people are going to naturally believe you when you say something that wherever you work is doing something. So, in layman's terms, in simple terms, he's an idiot. Right. And he's kind of a tool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and definitely a douchebag. Yeah. I mean, to think that he, like, just that whole bit of him, just being snarky, like, he thinks he's funny. And it's just like, no, dude, you're you're making light of a serious discussion other people are having, and you know that doesn't endear you to people who may have been a fan of yours and are like, dude, you're just an asshole now. Yeah, you know. But yeah, and that's the world we live in. Where that's the one problem with uh, with social media is that you're like at the hand of saying something, you know, right off the top of your head in that moment, and then later you realize, oh shit, I probably shouldn't have said that. Oh well. Yeah, and then somebody screen captures it, and then you're fucked. <laughs> and then you get a phone call from your boss. <laughs> hey, um, just real quick, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know he's being told, dude. <laughs> that, that's the converse, That's the meeting he had. He came into. The, he's coming to his uh, the head of Microsoft's office. And he's just, dude. No, it's just just really. Yeah, really. That that's what you went with. Really? That's that's what we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Yeah. By the way, here is a half-used toothbrush with a broken handle. Now go clean the toilets. That's right. No severance package. Oh, yeah. By the way, this is your toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. We've already been using it. Yeah. For weeks. Because <laughs> we knew you were going to fuck up somehow. Yeah. We knew you were a fucking idiot. We were just waiting for you to do it in. All right. Well, you can check out uh, most of these stories and more on the website, thelazygeeks.com, with the exception of the two articles Adam read and the douchebag that I read. Uh, (laughs) You can subscribe to our uh, Lazy Geeks Network, where you can listen to all our other shows we have available, like Crash Test Movie Dummies, Laser Ring of Death, and In the Ink. Like us on Facebook and add us to your sequel on Google. Yeah. Add us to your circle on Google+. I almost had a stroke right there. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at the Lazy Geeks, or you can follow me, at Lazy underscore Nomad, or Adam over there, at Lazy underscore Sapien. Yay! <laughs> the Lazy Geeks theme is provided by Kevin McLeod. So be sure to comment on this or any other podcast, either on iTunes or the website, thelazygeeks.com. Tell us the good, the bad, and incredibly sexy. Pictures are, are, are um, encouraged. Encourage and um, appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast, time permitting. Uh, remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. You're welcome. <laughs> so until next week, a peace out. Oh. <laughs>